You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments and the affairs, the flings, the flirting and the fighting. Listen to Sex, Lies and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. I have got a very special guest, but before we get there, just a little update as always. Um, You know, I guess you can say I've been very emotional lately, like very um, sad, Anxious a little bit, but more like just trying to process my emotions. I just reminded myself this morning, actually, as I was getting ready to record the podcast, that I haven't really grieved or mourned the divorce, the official divorce, which was the premiere (laughs) of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, What a coincidence that was, September 19th. So now that things have kind of calmed down, I mean, I'm still in a lot of professional numbers on Dancing with the Stars, but now that you know, my schedule isn't as crazy. I have realized that I'm um, full of emotions, whether that be, you know, a possibility of me not coming back on top of a divorce, on top of possibly going to trial, or I am going in January. There's just so much drama, I guess you can say, in my life at the moment that I'm kind of trying to not numb, right? I mean, not kind of, I'm not numbing. I'm not using anything. I'm not drinking anything as far as alcoholic beverages go. Obviously, I'm still sober. However, I could still numb through productivity. And the last two days, I know we're going through a solar eclipse for all of you into astrology, but I guess it's all, it's happening everywhere, but really intense for me at the moment. I can only speak for myself. And um, like I was just driving to get a COVID test per the show and I was just bawling my eyes out in the car. And I'm just really trying to let in the feelings because I, as you guys know, I'm really good at pushing them away, but I just have tried intentionally to cry it out. You know, I I think in society today, we are so um, consumed with like, just be happy, just be positive. And it's like, 
I've never lived my life um, in a way where I'm masking in that sense. Like I, I even don't do that when I'm dancing. I don't just put a smile if I don't feel like smiling. You know, I like to be as authentic as possible. And I would like to say that's one of my best qualities as a person is authenticity. So I'm trying to do that with myself in my own company as well. And, um, you know, whether it be my dog or um, just being distracted with responding to emails, that is also a numbing device. You know, for those of you guys that can relate, just because, you know, numbing may sound to you like, oh, you know, using. No, you can numb through other things. You can numb through stuff that is socially acceptable, like productivity, put yourself all into just work and stress and all of that so that you don't have to deal with the sadness that may come through your body or disappointment or anger or whatever it is. And it's like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not be okay. Um, I had a therapy session yesterday. It's been a while since I've been on the show. You know, sometimes that has to be put aside. And I was just saying how sad it is that, you know, (laughs) there's so much transition happening in my life at the moment. So many you know, great things maybe in the works. I I definitely know that that is coming, which is exciting, but let's not numb. Like for me, what I tend to do is I tend to just focus on, okay, what's next? What's next? Instead of just being, living in the uncertainty of life, because life is uncertain. That's something that I can guarantee. Um, I've been listening to Oprah a lot. Um, she is just, I love her. I mean, geez, Louise, I just love everything that she has to say. And I mean, she's never been to therapy herself, she said, and I think she's just learned so much through the years of doing the Oprah show. Anyway, I just feel like sometimes we try to pretend to be okay. And I know that that tends to just stay in your body and that can cause diseases in the long run. Hopefully not. But I just say, you know what? I'm here to say it's okay to really not be okay. And I'm and I guess I can say I'm not okay right now. You know, there's a lot of change happening. It's overwhelming. It's sad, but um, I truly believe in my heart that this is something I need to do. Okay, I'm gonna start crying again, <laughs> but I just put my eyelashes on, so I really don't want to before PETA gets here. Anyway, I love you guys. Enjoy this interview. PETA is a great friend of mine, and you know, she's gone through a lot the past couple of years, so uh, stay tuned. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals and 2 
Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments, and the affairs, the flings, the flirting, and the fighting. It's time to tell all on her new podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. We'll take you all the way back to season one and up through today for the dance floor drama like you wouldn't believe. Former partners, co-stars, friends, and frenemies will join Cheryl each week. Listen to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Chelsea Handler, and if you listen to my podcast, Dear Chelsea, you know that I love making space for women to share their stories. And that is why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of International Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Angela Yee's Lip Service, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Dear Chelsea. It is a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. PETA. Oh my God, you're here and you have a baby. He's not a baby anymore, but, and you have a husband and thank you for making the effort. No, I wanted to come because I haven't been to your house in like, oh my gosh. When was last time you were here? I just asked you, I was probably Probably drunk. 10, 12 years ago. We were definitely drunk. drunk. (laughs) And definitely at nighttime, probably wee hours of the morning. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm good. So nice to not see you in, um, well, Uggs for sure, but dance outfits and and workout wear and actually just have a nice conversation. I know. It's just, um, I feel like we're always either dancing, got rhinestones on. <laughs> and Peter Jane Beauty. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Peter Jane Beauty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about your uh, product and it's actually pretty amazing. I still go to Thank tanning you. beds because that's who I am. But No, you don't. I do. I was just in one yesterday. Oh, Cheryl Burke. I cover that's my face. No, no. Cover my face. Yeah, but I don't have any like moles or anything. Yeah, but they can pop up really quickly. You got to be careful with that shit. God, I love a good old tanning bed though. <laughs> I remember when I first came here to LA in 2006, I was so tan and that wasn't even that wasn't like fake tan it was tanning bed tan let's get into it shall we what is your first question for well me? have you ever heard burke in the game before have you listened to it honestly it's okay i have seen snippets on social okay if i'm honest so burke yeah. in the game is basically getting me back in the game the dating game but also just yes. life in general it's kind of veered off to like it's super interactive so we ask audience like our audience just questions and um they just you know give me advice basically and i really do take it all in but i guess lately it's been very dramatic my life as you know it's been mm-hmm. um the divorce happened the premiere night of dancing with the stars then I have possibly or no for sure going to trial in January for my dog no way yeah and likely as you know this will be my last season yeah on Dancing with the Stars so there's lots of changes happening and it's been really comforting like Louis was here last week and I guess you know you've known me for so many years how long have we known each other since like 2011 whoa Mm -hmm. what year are we in now 22 (laughs) so that is 11 years (laughs) yeah that is 11 years I guess, you know, for me too, I've seen, I've been kind of the observer of your life as well, you know, and how you came here 
and then you were a part of our cast with, you know, no baby and none of it. And then none your life just turned around. But let's take us back, me and my listeners, to how dance became a huge part of your life and why you love dance so much. Well, so I don't know if you know, like, the full story, but I um, started in ballet, obviously, mm-hmm. in Australia and I kind of didn't really have a choice like my parents just put me in it and I did it fell in love with it continued with that until I um hurt my ankle I had Mm. a major ankle surgery at 15 and I kind of had to decide then and there what I wanted to do if I wanted to continue dancing and see if I could do something else see if I can get back up onto point shoes again And ultimately I chose to dance still, but it wasn't the same with ballet. Mm -hmm. So I had to make that. And I got to go into a bit more detail, but I was in like a Russian ballet school. Like it was strict. Yeah, it was really strict. It was the Vaganova method of training. So it wasn't like. What's that word? Vaganova. Oh. Which is like. What does that mean? The tough Russian style. Like it was. That's why you married a Ukrainian, not Russian. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Like. Well, you are who you're raised by. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of my childhood. Um, but it was a really, really serious school. Mm. And so when I decided to give up ballet, I was like, what am I going to do? Because I still want to dance. And this is my outlet. As you know, it's like, it's what we love to do to like, if we're sad, if we're depressed, go and dance and everything seems to fall into place. Um, so I went into the local town hall. It was ridiculous. And there was all these old people doing salsa. And I was like, I want to, I want to salsa with you guys. And so I went in there in like sneakers and flat shoes and, um, your fave just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just went and danced with this little old man and the teacher there kind of saw like, oh my God, you have some potential. Like, have you danced before? I was like, yeah, I do ballet, but I've never done this. And he's like, let's see how you go. And like, would you like to do competitions? And we do, you know, ballroom dancing competitions. And I was like, what's that? You know? had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then like literally within three or four months, I had the ex-Australian champion as my partner. Like wild. You can't make this shit up. So like I just did little salsa lessons until they took me to this Humphreys dance studio, which was like like Fred Astaire. Yeah, like Mm. a Fred Astaire. And they were like, oh, yeah, she has potential. Let's like try to get her a partner. And so in walks Joshua Keefe, like the amateur champion. It's like strictly ballroom. In walks (laughs) Tina Sparkle. (laughs) And he was like, and I had no idea what I was going to do, like an an audition, like a tryout. I had no idea what a tryout was. So I had only been like a single ballerina. So like coming in, this guy was like, okay, walk for me. Is he like a bad boy of ballroom? No, he wasn't a bad boy, actually. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Love it. (laughs) <laughs> love you josh um yeah so he made me train eight hours a day and of he course. and he was literally put cds in my hands cds and a cd for all your, on you my youngins head. cds yeah. are like what we used to listen to before <laughs> put one on my head and i would have to like rumble walk like Whoa. this and like for eight hours my feet were bleeding bleeding with the shoes with the heels and everything and of course i didn't know how to do ballroom dancing but he trained me for eight hours and um, were you a fan like were you watching vhs tapes kids again this is how we used to watch videos oh i used to watch the australian championships every christmas night we used to have them on so it's like pbs like for us back in the day yeah like ohio star ball was like yeah 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 it's like a big tv special type of thing so i used to get hooked on that shit and then um 
after that, decided to compete with him. He accepted me as his partner and um, we decided to keep dancing and we went to UK championships, didn't do very well, mm. came back, got a different partner, got third with Trent Whitten in mm -hmm, Blackpool, mm -hmm. which was like my highlight. Third in the world. Third you in know. the wait, like, in amateur? No, in under 21. Oh, okay, that's still, that's huge. It was not Blackpool's bad. like our, you may have heard me talk about it with Louis. It's like our Olympics. Yeah, totally. Ballroom. Um, and then stumbled across Burn the Floor. Yeah. And Burn Talk the Floor. Talk to me about that. So Burn the Floor, you guys. Well, explain what Burn the Floor is. Burn the Floor is a stage show created by Jason Gilkerson, Peter Roby, um, Harley Medcalf, and it went all around the world. I started in – it was a theater show. So mm -hmm. we did like packed-ass theaters. Sold we performed out. to like 10,000 people in Tokyo. Um, and when was that? You were part of the original. The not the very very okay. original it was like the second or third installment of it and it's um, still going yeah it's still going on cruise ships and it's you went to broadway going. went to broadway that was like the pinnacle highlight of my theater career yeah. that was amazing yeah have you been have you i saw you guys you and max i saw you guys on broadway really i went to visit you yeah, oh, yeah. i wore the silver nasty shirt with boot leg je or boot cut <laughs> jeans like I have on now. I don't um, remember. Yeah, no, I totally, I, the only reason why I remember this is because my storage and my phone got so full, I had to erase pictures and that was one of them. Oh my God, that's hilarious. It's amazing. Um, and that's uh, that's where I met Max. Yeah. And um, So you did you compete more than just under 21 or? No, babe. I okay. competed for well, two years. You're so that's young. it. Okay, so talk to me about, first of all, I have so many questions because I am single, talk but I me. also want you know, the possibility of kids, we've, we have talked in private a lot and right. I know you strongly believe in one way. I keep going back and forth, um, because I've got other issues to deal with, not just, you know, the fact that I'm single, which I don't mind being a single mom. It's more about like body dysmorphia mm -hmm. and, um, how like, honestly, I, I am so scared to even carry my own baby because of the fact that if I gain weight, I just know, like I've been trying to observe like those moments of insecurity when I do feel maybe not at my best or maybe it's all in my head, who knows, but it affects my whole day, my life. And I don't want that to be brought down to my kid. I totally see you, hear you on all of that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of dancers, as you know, have a bit of most dis body dysmorphia, yes. eating disorders at some point in their life of, of some type, whether it's bulimia, anorexia, whatever it is. We've all dealt with those issues of try, like seeing that we look fat. Yeah. And like when we don't well, look we're in fat. in front of mirrors all the time. Right, right. Mirrors and skimpy costumes and, you know, we have to look our best at all times. And my weight has fluctuated throughout my life, you know, with a good five to seven pounds, always. Like I always lose weight on the show, mm -hmm. always gain it back within a month after the show. It's just a yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm How about when you were carrying your baby? Oh no, I was totally I knew that like when I was carrying my baby, I I was all in. I was like, there's nothing that's gonna jeopardize like I will eat until my heart's content type of thing. Like I am yeah. not going to be that person. Like I really put all of those thoughts aside. Yeah. I honestly didn't have those. So I knew my I thighs can't. were, I knew I had cellulite all over my thighs, Yeah. but I hit it and I was fine with it because I knew that I'll get it off, you know. So how did you, I know that you came back to Dancing with the Stars soon after, correct? Or Seven weeks. <laughs> seven weeks? Yeah, it was After wild. you gave birth? Yeah. So what was, how did you handle all of that mentally? Again, I think I just, we had a full-time nanny, like, and I mean 24 yeah. hours a day, and that was like a saving grace right. because I couldn't do it otherwise. It was impossible. Um, and how about with your body changing? 
it was a little difficult, but again, wardrobe worked, worked with me. I put tights on. I wore black a lot of the time. I cinched my waist in. I, I strapped my yeah, boobs down. You're doing down. what I do to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like my boobs were double D's, um, nice. huge, still breastfeeding, obviously. For, I breastfed for six months. So yeah. it was like you work through it. Yeah. Because you have this beautiful child no, that I, you're I literally can't even like. Imagine. Yeah. I don't give a shit about myself anymore. Right, Do you right, know what right. I mean? You really enter that period of just like it just everything of, is for them. Yeah. And it, it is not yeah. about you and you really get over that shit real quick. Yeah. You do. It's. I mean, I just don't, I think, look, I don't know. All I know is that when carrying a baby, I think I would want to have a partner with me because I think that's a lot. Yeah, I, um, I can't even imagine. Um, first of all, I want to talk to you about the IVF process because that has also been something that I, you know, we've had um, a specialist on here as well who has talked me through it all. And then we've also had Louis on last week where he talked about adoption and I've really considered adopting. Um, mm mm-hmm. I don't want to wait for me to have a partner. You know, like the pressure of that all like, okay, well, until I have a partner. And then it's like, well, now am I going to go searching for one and then just picking the best next thing instead of really taking the time. And time maybe as a woman right now is not on my side as far as freezing eggs go. You know, I want to hear about your experience with it. Like as I'm 38, you're 36. So how is the process? Process is difficult i mean we are nearing 40 so after 30 your egg count goes down Mm -hmm. the egg quality goes down and it's really difficult to get a large amount of great eggs so my advice my simple advice is to do it asap i know that that sucks and i know that that's hard to hear but it would be you know are you going to wait five years i just wouldn't do it i think i would just adopt so you would never want your own child it's it's just I never really, as a little girl, like I always thought for some reason I was going to adopt. I never, I don't yearn for carrying my own kid. I mm-hmm. yearn more for being mentally healthy. Then and, that's that's your choice then. That's amazing. And there's so many unwanted yeah. kids out there right now. 100%. And yeah. the system, as far as all of that goes, is just not great. Yeah. But, but I also don't want it tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm still trying to get my feet planted on you know there's a lot of changes happening in my life so Mm -hmm. I just would like to at least feel a little bit more grounded yeah yeah I think that though if you put some wheels in motion maybe a little bit like so then when you're you are settled it's like kind of like what like the adoption yeah if you want to adopt like start filing I just know though a conversation god I just know that if I find one that I I'm gonna want it tomorrow it it Dog. Well, that's kind of that's it's, normal. that's what so louis said be careful because once you get on this website mm-hmm. you're gonna just it's it you're gonna cry I know. and i just know me i'm an addict i'm either all or nothing so the thing is is when i see just like my dog like you just i, I want it now like 100%. there's nothing convincing me other than me wanting something now i can't stress enough like if you want to freeze your eggs start it tomorrow mm, i can't because it is so it, and 
You really can't do this alone, I don't think. You couldn't, you don't think you can freeze your eggs alone? I don't think the shooting of that, I think I need some sort of moral support. I'll come over and shoot you. Peter, I love you. They're but not you even that thing. bad. No, but honestly, those no, it's needles not even that. It's just the hormones of it all. Like, and then just like feeling, I just, first of all, I'd have to get off my birth control that you know I'm very codependent on. I know. Yeah, you And do. I know it's horrible and whatever. But at the end of the day, I need to first be done with whoa done with the show (laughs) this thing sometimes just you know smacks you across the face anyway but you know and then from then on it's like i just need to know i'm never going to get back into a dance costume again if i do this but that's not true that's not true i was skinnier after i gave birth like six months after i was at my skinniest getting off the birth control so i don't know if you know this but like so I've been on birth control and then I went through a phase where like after season seven, I got off of it and I retained all this water weight, 25 pounds, literally overnight on camera. I was dancing with Maurice Green that, and I, t- I, I got off birth control thinking I was going to lose weight. That's what everyone says, right? And that's what happens. Nope. I retained it. And that was when the nation decided to call me fat. Oh, that was when those articles came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, I get that with like PTSD so with like oh, everything yeah. that comes out. Because yeah. I stopped the birth control and there is, I guess, a way to wean off of it. My point is, is that it can't happen tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheryl. It's just a lot. You know, it's I think a it's a lot. I think that, look, if it's meant to be, it'll be. But I also know there are stories like Vibica, my yeah. dance coach. Yeah. She also had a baby. Not she wasn't planning on it, but it was like 44, 45. If it's meant to be, it'll be. I also don't mind adopting. And I also don't. I'm OK right now. Like right now, I have to think about one foot in front of the other, literally like one day at a time. Mm-hmm. I was just saying earlier before you got here how like emotional I've been lately um, because I guess I haven't processed the okay, the actual divorce, you mm. know, that I'm, that it's officially over since I've been numbing through Dancing with the Stars, just like constantly totally. going, going, going. And then on top of it all, just like the grieving and mourning of that. And then also of possibly being done with the show, like trying to take in every single second because this is a huge, this is another huge change. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming. New chapter is yeah. about to begin. Yes, but it's going to be probably the best chapter. Maybe. And I truly do believe that you're going to find somebody when you least expect it. Yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah. Someone is out there. I don't know who. I don't know how or when. But it's not like he's going to be down the street. He could be he freaking won't be hiding anywhere. in my closet, unfortunately, because I love staying home. <laughs> probably won't meet anyone under my, my roof, right? <laughs> probably not. Hopefully not. I also refuse burglar. to do dating apps. If you were single, would you be doing dating apps? No, I don't like them. Yeah. Have you ever I, tried? Wait, no, you? no, you no, won't. never tried. But like when people scroll through, like when I see people do Raya and stuff, Raya, Raya. yeah, I can't. I don't know. I just, I think I don't want to meet somebody like that. You don't want to be a scroll through. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be like <laughs> just, a swipe left girl. Yeah, I don't know. But dating in LA is hard. I will give it to Boy. you. When Max and I broke up, tell and, us more. And when <laughs> I started to be like, oh, this shit, I'm going out and dating. You know, let's let's do this. I found it very difficult yeah. because boys are douchebags yes. and it's just hard in Los Angeles boys, to find, you know, I think it's hard in general. I, th- I really do. I think the, I think the more we are achievers, right. I think, um, in life and the more independent you are, I think the harder it's going to be. Yeah. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. 
Do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments and the affairs, the flings, the flirting and the fighting. It's time to tell all on her new podcast, Sex, Lies and Spray Tans. We'll take you all the way back to season 1 and up through today... For the dance floor drama like you wouldn't believe. Former partners, co-stars, friends and frenemies will join Cheryl each week. Listen to Sex, Lies and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Chelsea Handler and if you listen to my podcast, Dear Chelsea, you know that I love making space for women to share their stories. And that is why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of International Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Angela Yee's Lip Service, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Dear Chelsea. It is a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, speaking of Max... Yes. I couldn't even imagine the terror you were going through during his time in Ukraine. For those of you guys that are just hearing this for the first time, which I highly doubt, but obviously, (laughs) you know, Max was in the Ukraine, right? You want to tell my listeners? Yes. So he was in the Ukraine shooting um, World of Dance. He was a judge for that and dancing with the stars as well on a couple of different networks. So he was doing really well over there. I was so proud of him. He was having a ball. Um, hard on me though, cause I was <sighs> here by myself with shy. Um, but you know, I was just so proud of him that he's done really well over there. Uh-huh. And then we heard about all this happening, right? Uh-huh. We heard president Biden make the speech, Americans get out. He came back on to surprise me for Valentine's day. And we, had a great two days and then had to decide as to whether he's going to go back because Biden had already said that speech. And so we called production companies, we called everybody over there and it's like, you know, people in the consulates, everything. Can he come back? Should he come back? Yeah, come back. Nah, no worries. You know, like everything's fine. Ukraine is the same, which it is. It was literally 
nobody was changing anything about their daily mm. day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Their daily workflow, everything was as per usual. So we, we, he went back and I remember giving him a massive hug at the airport just being like, okay, please God, like just be good. And then – Was your intuition saying something else? Yeah. I mean we were both like really nervous for well, him the, to the go back. The president of the United States is telling you not to go. Right, but we all thought it was – just they to, were bluffing yeah. that they were never going to cross that line and come into the territory. So right. we were all just like, nah, it's not going to happen. You know, they just, you know. Because no know. one else was scared over there. So why nobody should else you was, be? Yeah, yeah, nobody. And, you know, in hindsight, we obviously made the wrong decision. Um, but yeah, okay. so sent him back over. And then within, I'm going to say maybe five to seven days, I remember it started ramping up and then I called him. And it, he was in the middle of packing his bags and he was, he was in a very bad state. He was like hyperventilating, oh packing God. his bags and he was trying to FaceTime me, but you know, it, the phone was just going wild. Like he was just throwing shit in his suitcase and I was trying to see what was going on. And then he showed me what was happening outside the window and he's like, look at the line of cars. How am I going to get out of here? And I'm like, Babe, call anybody you know, jump in a, a car, jump in a car that's in the line to get out of the country. I don't care how you get in. And so anyway, so, so wait, there was no lead up to this. Like it just happened overnight, overnight, like even the first five days he was there, there was no warning signs. There weren't like, you know, nothing, no. nothing on the news, nothing, nothing, Whoa. absolutely nothing. Even and here so, on CNN, like there was nothing happening or they kept talking about they it. They kept talking about yeah. it, but nothing had happened. Nothing had happened. Got so, it. um, but he woke up, it was like five in the morning his time and he had, his phone had blown up because the production company had tried to call him to say, go now, go now. And he was sleeping. So he didn't get all these texts and these calls. So he woke up to like an absolute bombardment oh, of gosh. fear. And um, yeah, it was, Cheryl, it was so bad. How long so was bad. he stuck there? Nine days, I think it was. So those videos we all saw on Instagram, mm -hmm. that was him at a, a hotel or was he underneath like was he in like a the first couple of videos you saw was at his hotel and get this in his hotel people were still going around in their robes and their slippers going to the spa he what? showed me he literally went babe look this is how people are reacting were they to this. americans no 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 they, they were, were just... ukrainians wow he would he would point the phone and i could see in the distance people just walking oh, in their white even... robes to the spa like they didn't care what was going on. And the fact that people were still giving services like that, that's crazy. I know. And so obviously the hotel was like trying to In shield denial. people. Yeah. Every, most hotels have well, like they would lose underground. Business. Yeah. Yeah. Bunkers and stuff like that, you know. What do you call it? Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. Bomb. Yeah. Bomb, uh, bomb shelters. Bomb shelters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, babe, so when you, Max was crying. You were by yourself? Oh my God, I know. I can't go It ahead. was so bad. Like, I remember him sitting in the lobby and him literally holding the phone and being so scared, like just saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I could die right now. Like they could come right now because they were trying to get into the central part of mm -hmm. Kiev. Um, and he was right there. They were trying to get to the consulate and it was like literally down the road from when he was staying. So like every night when the sirens would go, um, he would fear for his life mm -hmm. and it was it was really bad and so we we contacted um some people to try to get him out of where he was to get him to like a safer area yeah. and um that was the best thing that we did so, did you um does he have family there 
not not like pray. a not like immediate <laughs> not immediate family no but, so okay so explain to me now what your situation was during that time like where were you well who were you with because I know, you know, I did reach out. This is when I had just gotten separated. And I was like, I'm at the Fairmont. If you want to come here and I need to get that. away. Thank you. Um, I obviously didn't know. Like, I was just glued to CNN with my dog in my hotel room. <laughs> just like then going back and forth from CNN to Max's account. And then just like asking Leah if you were okay. Because I knew that she had contacted you. I didn't. I knew you were getting bombarded with text messages. And so like I just wanted to send one long one, which I did. But like, yeah. you know, just to... Because it just is nice regardless. You know, I know it can get overwhelming. But I don't know the situation because I've never been in it. So what were you doing? And how were you feeling alone? Did you... How did you... What did you tell Shy? I was, it was awful. It was me on the couch with literally, I'd cried so much. I had burnt rings around oh, my eye and my I, my, my neighbors were giving like, you know, knocking on my door to say, you know, like, here's some cookies. Are you okay? You know, Val That's and nice. Jenna would come over and spend the night sometimes so mm. I could sleep and they would be on the couch watching CNN. We'd take turns and, you know, it was hard too because communicating with him yeah. over there, time Sorry. difference plus also in this other place where he was staying, I actually can't mention it. No <laughs> but, worry. Um, they would tell him they're coming. This is it. They're coming in tonight. Turn off all your lights. And he called me and he said, he said, Pete, don't call me anymore. He said, don't call me. I'm going out for a couple of hours now. I'm turning off all the lights. Um, I have to close my shutters and I'm going to um, go to sleep. Okay. It was the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah. And, um, he said, please don't call me because they could see the phone light up. They could see my lights come on. And I'm like, okay, all right. And that was probably the worst thing ever. That that phone call was the worst thing because I was like, this could like be it. Know. I just didn't know what was going to happen. And so I was just home by myself and obviously was shy, like really affected him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I had to go to his – no, it's okay. okay. I had to go to the school teachers and they were like – they came to me and said – he's not doing great. He's coming in. He's not confident anymore. And I had to like have a big sit down with the teachers and, you know, yeah, because it affected everybody. Um, I can't even imagine. Did you talk? So you, he still went to school. You still took him yeah, to school. Yeah. I took him to school. He would ask me why, why are you sad today, mommy? And Cause he saw you cry. He did. I tried to keep it as much as I could. Like um, I had my housekeeper watch him okay. a couple of times too. So then I could just be in my room by myself and just kind of like, mm-hmm not have the TV on near him, but he was very oblivious to it apart from me seeing me with my red eyes every day. So So, you didn't tell him what was the problem. Okay. Oh no, no, no. I just said that Papa was still away working and you know, nothing, nothing was said. No, I couldn't. I mean, what do I tell him? You guys talk. Did he ask like, why are you crying ever? Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I can't remember what I said in the moment, but it's just, oh, mommy's having a sad day today or something, you know, like very vague. Um, oh my gosh. I have never cried about this when oh, I've spoken in any no, interviews that I've done. <laughs> no, you have to let it out because it's really, it's important because yeah. um, it can cause, you know, issues with your yeah. body. And I think it is, I can't even imagine how this probably felt like every time you woke up in the morning, like a horrible dream. Yeah. I, I Well, I didn't sleep. I honestly didn't sleep. I would maybe take a nap for an hour and you know, when it was calm over there, Max was like, please go to sleep, baby, go to sleep. I'm fine. We're going into the bomb shelter now. Okay. Like I'm fine in the bomb shelter. Nothing's going to happen to me. And, 
you know, it was oh just God. I couldn't sleep. It was like and Val and all those. Yeah, yeah. He would come over like. I mean, every you feel night. helpless. Yeah, helpless. I there was nothing that I could do. I called the get this. I called the U.S. consulate and. I'll never forget this call because I said, look, my husband is over there and this is like day two and I'm like, they're like, have you filled out the forms? And I'm like, yes, I've filled out the forms. I've done everything. And they're like, well, ma'am, if he's not out, we suggest that he takes cover. And if he doesn't take cover, we suggest that he picks up a firearm. Wait, wait, what does And I'm like, mean? take cover, like, get, under, get something under something because, and I'm like, that's all you can offer me. Nobody can go and grab him. They're like, no, ma'am, we're so sorry. We, nobody can come and grab your husband right now. Oh We've God. told everybody to be out. And I was like, oh. wait, so they told everyone to be out, but then they weren't able to go out. Like go well, out. Well, they're of- saying that we told Americans to oh, leave before. Did they? And, well, President Biden, oh. he did. He said, Americans, you got to get out of the country right oh now because they shut all the airports. They bombed all the airport runways. So no planes could take off, regardless, no private planes, you know, because we're thinking who's got a private jet, you know, like right. we're thinking of all these crazy. No, 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 for know, sure. Ideas. You're in fight, flight or freeze. I mean, actually. And yeah. so when was there hope? When did that turn around for you? Was he still there? Well, the people that he was with, um, they were like, we're staying we're staying so they live either yeah okay you don't need to tell me they were like we're staying so you either stay with us because we've got you or you need to leave and i was like leave leave get in a train where's he gonna go get on get on you know but it was hard because everyone knows him there so he can't just jump into a car because he's either going to get mugged for his money there's curfews right i mean he was outside outside didn't he get arrested he got arrested yeah and that was another thing i was like what the f- are you doing Just from what for going outside they thought that he was a russian spy because they had caught usher other russian spies around his hotel that oh, were dressed as civilians oh my God. so they thought he was russian and so they took him in they put him on this oh seat my God. and they um they, like- max had sweat through everything oh he God. had he thought he was going to either be shot in the head be tortured. or tortured and he had sweat, he said. He was wet just with absolute fear. And They took his phone? They took everything and they were like, who are you? Who are you? Tell us who you are. And he's like, I'm Max. I'm on the TV show. Right. You can look you me can up. Like, like, like try yeah. to, you know, sort of so get out quick. of it. It was quick, but they asked him to say a word in Ukrainian. They said, say something in Ukrainian because Ukrainian is slightly different from okay. Russian. and. Luckily, he said it in the right way with the right accent, know, accent, yeah. I guess. And so it's they, a different dialect. Is it same language, different dialect, or completely different? No, completely different. But there are some words that are the same. Right, like right, this right. word only Ukrainians would probably know this word, or thank something like God. that. So, thank God he knew that word. And then somebody recognized him in the hotel. They said, "No, no, no, that's Max. Let him go. Let him go." Type of thing. So <laughs> that is, this is a movie. You can't write this shit. I know. And I was like, babe, what the hell were you doing out I on guess, the street? Like, God. why are you out on the street? Get back in the hotel. You know, I guess you just don't really know. Right. Like, I mean, I know he just wanted to get some fresh air and this walk is for crazy. a second. But and so was that one. So after that happened, did he call you and tell you, sorry, I'm just fascinated by this. He did. Yeah. He called me and told me he's like, I got arrested. I was like, what the f- then, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Max, and then from then, was it the next day he got on that train? Um, 
I don't know. No, it wasn't the next day. It was probably three days after because we were contemplating how to get him to the train station and who was driving him and do they have a gun to protect him because people were getting – I don't know if you saw the images. No, I did. People were getting pulled out of their cars. They were hijacking the cars People who could fight, right? Like they wanted people to stay back. Right. No, but like – the Russians were killing civilians right. who were no, trying to get that, out of the yeah. country. Yeah. Because, you know? um, like, did they ever ask Max to stay back and fight for his country? No, they never They never asked him to. Did no. he contemplate? I don't think he did, no. I mean, he thought about definitely getting a gun and protecting himself. Of but because he's, you know, this is what people maybe don't know, but he hasn't been a Ukrainian citizen since he was 12. Right. You know, he left So it wasn't an option. It was option. His, he wanted to get back to his family. He wanted to get back to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think that that is really his war to fight. No. And I don't think it's no. also um, mutually exclusive that he can't, right. you know, obviously have passion and empathy for the country that he was born in right but he doesn't actually want to die there either right, because course, he lives here course. you know he's, he's an american citizen he's an american citizen with yeah. an american family so no, totally like, but he did so he got on that train and i remember him feeling really guilty is that yeah. the right word he felt i and i was trying to talk him out of that because i'm like no you deserve you were the one that was lied to you that you don't have to get out of the country. You deserve right. to be on that train like all the other Americans that were on those trains right. that got to leave the country in time. Was that why he felt guilty? Yeah, he felt guilty because he was there with only women and children. Right. No other men could leave the country. So he was one of the men like and in the back trying to not take up space, you know, because... Of course. You know, I guess... Oh, I can't even imagine that. I know. That shame and guilt, but then also... Maybe the looks, I mean, I don't know, I wasn't there, but... I mean, he was doing his best to try to protect them, give the children all of his food and stuff like that because there was babies crying, like, and I mean, separated from their Their fathers. fathers, It's just, it was heartbreaking, like real war. Like that was like the most war that you could... Still going on. Still going on, yeah. It Literally, I thought it was going to be, I was, I'll never forget it. I was in the Fairmont where my ex and I got married and then... Here I am watching CNN and it's like two days. It's going to happen today. And then it's like, it's still yeah, happening. It's still happening. And, and yet, and then him and Val went back. And Max went to Poland. Yeah. Is to that because the he border. felt like he needed to? That was oh, his yeah. duty. Absolutely. He had to go back and to sort of finish off and round up. And like, he also built 10 homes over there as well with Whoa. the money that they raised from Baranova 27 there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ten, That's amazing. 10 homes with like three beds in each. So they really... You know, they put the money to good use. So was that when, like, when you knew he was on the train, did you, was that your, like, there's light? Oh, yeah. You just didn't know if you were going to see your husband again? Yeah, I didn't until that point where he had gotten on the train. Um, It was like, nah, I just don't know. And I was, like, calling all my psychics that I knew. I was yeah. like, everybody that I'd ever, like, had a reading yeah. with, I was like, tell me everything I, I need to know. Me. I've got a few in my back pocket. <laughs> oh, Yeah um god that's yeah. crazy but the train i felt i felt comfortable with the train because the train doesn't stop for anything like nobody unless they throw a bomb at the train you know what i mean like the train isn't stopping like it's going right. all the way into poland and stopping there right. so and then nothing can be touched as un territory oh my god so okay thank you for being so vulnerable honestly <laughs> because i um you know it's really it's great. Life is so short, right? And it just, did this make, I guess, your guys' marriage, I'm sure, so much stronger? Yeah. I mean, going through nearly, it feels like I nearly lost him. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it does. I mean, so much stress and so much agony and worry and love for each other. You know what I mean? He didn't know if he was ever going to see his son again. You know, there's oh just things that go through your head in those moments. Like, you know, yeah, it did. What is, um, I guess, what is one thing that you can take away from that whole experience? Um, like a life lesson? Um, I would really just err on the side of caution more with not letting him go back I should have listened to my gut we should have really done the safest thing and then if it didn't happen we would have sent him back over Mm. you know but we yeah yeah we should have taken the safer approach rather than oh we'll see what happens you know what I mean yeah so So intuition follow it yeah follow the intuition pretty strong I think um and we all have it if we want to have it I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba, and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals, and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind-the-scenes arguments, and the affairs, the flings, the flirting, and the fighting. It's time to tell all on her new podcast, Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. We'll take you all the way back to season one and up through today for the dance floor drama like you wouldn't believe. Former partners, co-stars, friends, and frenemies will join Cheryl each week. Listen to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Chelsea Handler, and if you listen to my podcast, Dear Chelsea, you know that I love making space for women to share their stories. And that is why I'm excited to be part of Women Take the Mic, iHeartRadio's celebration of women who make music, influence change, and create culture. All month long, your favorite voices from talk radio, music, and podcasting will highlight the remarkable achievements made by women and discuss the most significant issues facing us today. Search Women Take the Mic to listen to a collection of International Women's Day episodes from iHeart's top podcasts, including Angela Yee's Lip Service, The Psychology of Your 20s, and Dear Chelsea. It is a great way to support women and discover your new favorite show. Listen to Women Take the Mic on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, when it comes to, I know you and Max had a kind of a roller coaster ride of uh, a relationship, right? Like you would be on and off. How many times was this now? 
No, only once. Once. Okay. Yeah, so. no, we broke up and then we got how back together. How long did you guys break up? A year and like three months. Okay. Yeah. And how did you get him to put a ring on it? Did by, you give him an ultimatum? No, by not doing any of that shit. Like, I don't believe in that shit and I hate that shit. Like, if you're like, oh, like, this is the ring that I like, you know. Or like, like or else. Or else. Nah. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I knew that when we got back together that this was it. Yeah. And I wanted it to be So you didn't pressure him to marry you or not? not. You didn't be all. like, oh, well, if you get back together, you have to marry me. No way. No, that's, that's not, not in my personality. Pers- that's not my style. Like, yeah, you're I very just, chill. Like, if you love me, you love me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, show it, show me. And he was right. showing me everything. And then when he proposed to me on the stage, I was like in shock. Like, I Wait, literally clammed stage? up. Burn the floor? No, in Miami, we were doing Sway. Oh, that stage showed that dance with me. You put were together. really shocked, babe. I was very shocked. I couldn't believe it. I clammed up, and I was, I was like this, walking towards him. I looked like a freak. He was probably <laughs> freaking out that you were going to say no. <laughs> no, I looked like a freak. I was like, what is happening? But at least he waited till you had hair and makeup, though. <laughs> well, no, yeah, kidding. yeah. Um, but you know, I guess I do need to take some advice from you because I am the opposite of you. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> no pressure, Cheryl. So um, I may, you know, I need to really, and this is why I've been advised by Patty Stanger herself, the millionaire matchmaker, Ooh. to date a pool of men. Have you ever done that before? No, I've never done that. Yeah. I'm a serial monogamist. So like I like I'm yeah. one and only. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the one and only Pamia and Cabo. Like that's me. <laughs> right. So I'm very loyal. And I also don't, I get very jealous easily. Um. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, the way I was raised and not having really a staple father figure other mm-hmm. than my stepdad now, but that came in obviously later in my life. As far as jealousy goes, does that ever happen within like you and Max, especially since you're on the show and mm-hmm. maybe Max isn't and you're just, I mean, I know the answer to this, but you know, does it, how do you guys handle it? I guess when it comes to even long distance, because I don't know if I could handle that. That's a long ways away, Ukraine. Um. Yeah, I was thinking about this driving in because I thought you were going to ask me a question like this. It was really funny. I was like, I'm a jealous. But like, look, we don't wear wedding rings. Oh, like, well, I just noticed that. Really? We don't like we don't consider that. You do have one. Oh, yeah, we have them. Massive. I remember. We just don't. I don't know. Is that something you've both talked about? No, just one day I was like, oh, you're not wearing your wedding ring. And he's like, oh, yeah, babe, sorry, I forgot. And I was like, like, no, don't be sorry. Like I I haven't worn mine for like three weeks. Like it's not a big thing for us. Like when he goes to Ukraine, he doesn't take his wedding ring with him. But everybody knows he's married and I don't know. It's not about that, yeah. Babe, the thing is if he's going to cheat on me, He's going to cheat on me with or without right. a ring. Right. And I'm never going to know about with it. With a ring on even. With a <laughs> ring on, you know what I mean? And so I just, I came to a, I don't know, I just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Why are like, you so healthy? I, I'm, no, I think. Do you have, you were because raised with a mom and because dad, yeah? He's, yeah. Okay. But he's proved to me. Yeah. He hasn't ever made me think. Never. Never. Not even the first time up. around. No, and that's why it was so shocking for me when he broke up with me. Mm. I was like, what the f***? Our relationship is amazing. Like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what's wrong with us? I mean, What was the answer? He's got cold feet. He's scared. Yeah. He did the whole normal boy thing, yeah. that men thing that they just do. Yeah. They're just like, oh, my God, this boy. is great. Let me, let me just go away from it. Let right. me push her aside because yeah. it's not real. And know? then I think the, probably the more you actually didn't pressure him, the more he fell more in love with you. 
Well, it's, well, this is one thing. As soon as I really removed myself away from him in LA, mm-hmm. like I was doing my own shit. I was going out yeah, on my were. own dates. I was seeing this. I was seeing that. I was, that's when it was this just like, that. Oh, boys. Yeah. that's when it was just like oh wait a second are you dating this person he would come up to me and he would be like all over that shit and so (laughs) that's good it's gotta but you weren't doing it to like you weren't being intentional about making him maybe a little bit no no i was just like he's doing his own thing yeah so why am i sitting back here waiting like and you're broken up yeah broken up but the men are funny they're just so what advice do you have for me then Peter? because you know my personality i'm very i don't know you tell me what you think my personality is i think i think you you know the jealousy thing yeah that's a huge thing that like did you have that with with everybody because i've been let's just think about like just now i know through years and decades of therapy is it's really the not trusting men because right. of me getting, you know, sexually abused by one, um, my father, my first memory as a child is seeing my father cheat. I, we talked about this. Yeah. Have yep. you thought about what your first memory was? I asked her, I like it to was... ask my friends this, my listeners about like, what is your first memory as a kid? Because for me, it has a lot to do with the psychological, I guess, um, the way you think about a relationship psychologically, I think has to do a lot when you are in those important stages mm-hmm. of your life. And mine was seeing my father with another woman, his secretary. So that's crazy. Um, I think my, I think I said to you, it was being pushed on yes. a swing yeah. in See, New happy. Zealand. Most of like, the time, it's a happy memory. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I anyway. think that was it. Back to my jealousy issues. So you think yep. that obviously I think this is why I think it's important for me to date myself at the moment because I, until I change that and find more self-love and security within myself and not mm-hmm. from outside sources, the more I will be in that state of mind where it's like no matter what, I'll be okay 100%. with or without you. 100%. Right? But I think you have to like also take a good look at yourself and be like, I'm Cheryl F- Burke. You know what I mean? No, but seriously, Thanks. like you're gorgeous, you're stunning, you're a great personality, like you're Cheryl Burke, you've done so much in this town. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that has to be your driving force. And then like, yeah, little things, insecurities yeah. come in with everybody, yeah. everybody. I was looking at my thighs today, you know what I mean, in the morning. And I'm like, oh, beautiful thighs. you know, like, oh, okay, there's a thigh. And there's one thigh. And I try to push that thought away, you know, <laughs> but they come in you're all the time. Beautiful. But I think- you know, if you have that as your 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 baseline is that I'm freaking amazing mm-hmm. and then anybody else that's trying – that comes into your life that wants to jeopardize that at the end of the day is just so not worth it. Yeah. Like you can't be with those people. Yeah. They have to literally be obsessed with you. Yeah. You know? I, I also have to change the pattern. Like there is a common denominator with everyone I've dated, um, which I won't mention, but you know, yeah. and I – you know, it's hard for me, I guess, in the past, and I'm starting to now appreciate it. But when anyone was nice from my first dance partner to anyone, anyone with a, as a male figure nice to me, I was a turned off. I was so turned off by it because I didn't equate that to love. I equated love to abuse and um, being cheated on and because that's what I saw. Right. So um, to see someone treat me with respect was really disgusting to me. And I didn't wow. understand. I actually thought they were disgusting. It was such a turnoff. It was uncomfortable. I had to walk the other way. Isn't wow. that crazy? That is crazy. I mean, I get the whole like you want the bad boy or like the cat and it's, mouse thing. Like I that's get That's a way that. to say it, 
But that's really what it is, though. It's literally because I yeah. didn't believe I was deserved that. I didn't understand, like, why is this guy being nice to me? Yeah. Why is he, like, worshiping yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, oh, he must feel really shit about himself to <laughs> to be so to to be so kind. Like I was, and now I love it. Now I'm like looking for it, like yeah. the little things, like opening the door for me, or yeah. um, just being aware in general yeah. um, of of my needs and vice versa. And I've also I've noticed too there there has been I don't think I've ever dated anybody who's more successful than me because there's mm. this type of control. Mm-hmm. there that I think I can buy love in my subconscious I know that that is not true what you mean you want to be top dog type of thing like I you think like there is a control that? like oh well if I support us then there's no way you're gonna cheat if I support us there's no way you're gonna obviously that's not the case no. but I also again I was raised with my you know my mom is the breadwinner and it wasn't like that with my real dad but is now like that and I you know, she was raised in poverty though. So it's like, it's a different way, but it's interesting just to tie it all together and just be like, no, you know, I could change the pattern. And I think that's the process that I'm in right now. So when people ask if I'm dating, it's kind of like, I'm not even thinking about it because I know that I'll fall back into that same pattern. So therefore I have to take the time I need to be alone and to change um, just to change my like my chemistry and rewire. my brain and rewire. Yeah. yeah. And that takes time. I think we need to find you somebody not in the business. Okay. Not in the business. I like, think lawyer, like doctor, dentist, like dentist. teacher. Yeah. I would like not? a neuroscientist and his name is, can we talk about when you had COVID and during yeah. that whole pregnancy? Yeah. 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 Um, gosh, when was that? Um, last season. I remember you told me you had COVID. You texted yeah. me. I was on the toilet when you texted me. <laughs> Downstairs. I love that you remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was actually, I went to Ukraine with Max um, for three days. I was trying to catch my ovulation window, which mm. is so insane because we haven't, we hadn't been together. Like, he'd been traveling so much and I'm right. like, how am I going to get pregnant if you're not f- here? Like, I need you here. <laughs> and um, I'm like, I'm just going to come to Ukraine. I haven't been there for a, a while, so I'll fly out. And so I flew out to meet him. I was already starting How to feel sick. How long do you sick. ovulate for? Sorry. 24 hours. That's it? That's it. For every woman? Yeah. Whoa. The egg is there for 24 hours. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. So I got there. I was feeling shitty, like regular, like aches and pains, like a bit of a headache. And, you know, I put it down to jet lag, whatever. Anyway, the first night that I spent there, I was so sick. I was getting sicker and sicker. And I was there to watch him on the show. And I, I mustered up the energy to go and watch him on the show I was popping painkillers and I don't do this I was popping them every three hours just I was eating them because I was in so much pain and I had woken up in a pool of sweat before I was meant to go so I got my shit together and I got tried to get pretty and walked off to into the set um the next day we went to this really spiritual churchy place I don't I forget the name of it Mm -hmm. um but it is absolutely incredible we prayed there. We had um, one of the priests walk us around and it was a really beautiful experience. And the priest knew why we were there to try, you know, to bring a child into our, into our life. Yeah. And um, we walked outside afterwards feeling enlightened, feeling amazing. And then this little old lady came up to us and she looked pretty regular. She didn't look homeless, but mm-hmm. Max said to me, 
she's homeless, like just just leave her, just like can't sort of turn away a little bit. So we turned away and she then came up to us again and said something in Ukrainian like, can I please have some money? And so Max was like, no, 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 sorry, we don't, we don't have anything. And then she's like, no, 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 please give us some money. And he's like, okay. So he gave her money and then she turned to me and she said, don't worry, you're going to get a baby in there soon. In Ukrainian. And Max was like, oh, my God. He grabbed my hand and he walked me away. He was like, he's very superstitious, as yeah. you know. Yeah. So he was like, okay, let's move away from her. And he wouldn't tell me what she said. And I was like, what did she say? What did she say? And he's like, she's talking about a baby in your stomach. I literally got pregnant that night. No way. I got pregnant that night Peter. in Ukraine, the last night in Ukraine, flew back home, super sick. I was vomiting on the plane. You didn't I was, know you had COVID yet. No, I didn't know I had COVID. I thought I was just, I don't know, had yeah, fucking sick. virus yeah. of some sort. Whatever, yeah. Got back home and didn't know I was pregnant. Took a COVID test the next day, positive for COVID. And so I was home by myself with Shy oh my God. with COVID. He never got COVID, by the way. It's so weird how this works. Um, I got so yeah. sick to the point of calling an ambulance on myself because oh my I couldn't do it anymore. I was on the floor, couldn't open the fridge door. I was so weak. The fridge door, Wait, I couldn't. what did Shy do? That's the, that was my point. I yeah. was just like, I was putting like toast in the toaster like oh this. God. Like I was just, I thought I was dying. And I, it sounds so How dramatic and I hate when people though? say was that. Was he like freaking out or no? No, I was, I was, just I felt horrible yeah. because I couldn't parent him. I couldn't be a mom. Oh I was God. just like letting him be on the iPad all day because oh I was God. just like a oh, so zombie. So it was a whole day process. Okay. Oh yeah. I, it was it was like seven days of hell and oh, I finally wow. started to like hyperventilate. The last day I was like on the phone with Max. I was on the phone with Shana and Brian yeah. because they lived down the road. Yeah. They were dropping me groceries across my balcony because obviously they didn't want to get it. So like right. totally get that. Um, called Max and I'm like, I think I'm, I think I, I got it. Like I'm, I'm like this and he's like. Did Max get it? No, he didn't. Whoa. Not at all. And I was sleeping in the same bed with him. Of obviously, course. Like, oh, yeah. Everything. Like, <laughs> right. Um, and he said, call an ambulance now. And I'm like, but what am I going to say? And I'm, he's like, just call an ambulance. And I'm like, I've never called an ambulance before in my life. Right. Not for anybody, right. not for me. Right. So I was like, got on the phone and I felt like a dickhead. And I'm like, I have COVID. I think I'm dying. <laughs> and, you know, I felt so ridiculous and no. just dramatic. But when they got there, like, by the way, in Los Angeles, I was like, why did so many people come? They bring out the fire truck, they bring out the ambulance, and they bring out a truck to Why? follow. Babe, all of these people came for me. It was Aww. wild. Eight Is people it came. COVID just had happened? I don't know. I think it's their protocol. Like they wow. have to bring everybody, um, the three different types of trucks, right? Whoa. So all of these people came in. They were so good for me. They took Shy into the other room because I was literally oh. in the chair, hyperventilating. They Damn. were taking all my vitals and they were like, I thought they were going to say, we're just going to treat you here. But they said, no, we're bringing you in right now. And I'm like, oh, my God. They strapped me to a gurney. Shy saw me getting wheeled out in a gir on a gurney. And it was just, it was so bad. It was another thing. He was like, mama, where are you going? And I'm just like, baby, mama's going to be right back. I'm just going to go check myself out. Oh and, you know, I'm trying gosh. to, like, diffuse everything. And luckily a neighbor didn't really care about COVID and she's like, I'm right. coming in Ugh. no matter what. I'm coming in, I'm looking after Shy, and I'm like, thank you so, so much. how did you find out you were pregnant? The in doctor. the hospital. In the hospital. In the hospital. Oh I have photos gosh. of myself. I don't even look like me. That's how bad I was. I was so swollen with all the, I don't know. I was, I didn't, if I show you a photo, you're like, that's not Peter. My mm. face was like, 
hideous. Um, I was lying there. They did um, so many different blood tests and the doctor came back in one time and he's like, his face dropped. And I'm like, what is it? Tell me right now. Have I got cancer? What, what are you talking? What are we, what are we talking here? And he's like, and I had Max on my chest, um, face, uh, mm -hmm. not FaceTime, um, on speakerphone, mm -hmm. right? He's in Ukraine still. Mm -hmm. He's like, tell me what's happening. What did the doctor say? And the doctor says, did you know you're pregnant? And I'm like, what? And Max is like, oh my God, baby, yay, you're pregnant. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, wait a second. No, I just had my period two days ago. Oh, shit. And they're like, it was the worst. It was the worst. And I didn't realize I had had a miscarriage at home. I thought I just had my period early, but how, it was a miscarriage. How many have you had miscarriages? Three. Whoa. Three um, and one failed IVF recently are you planning so the future let's talk about the future really quick or today yeah um moving forward as far as your future with dancing with the stars goes do you want to continue doing the show yeah i would love to i yeah. mean as i feel like as long as i'm able yeah i do love the show i love the direction that it's going in. yeah like i feel like the that. last three seasons yeah. were tough even for me because yeah. covid everything it was well, just yeah. weird energy mm -hmm. um but this season i feel like the it's, heart's back the heart's back yeah and and, and they, the old honestly show. they need to have you back because you're now officially part of the og uh, crew <laughs> so uh we need as many ogs in there oh, as wait. possible if you leave yeah, that's I'm it. the oldest. You are ah! oh, <laughs> oldest woman. No, Sasha's older than me. Yeah, Sasha's older. And Artem. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But as far as women go, yeah. But hey, you know what? The older you are, the more experience you have. That's true. That's are you? True. Do you want? Are you guys still trying for kids for babies? Yeah. You want how many more? One. You just take I'll, whatever. I'll you take can whatever get. I can get. Yeah. So one. you're trying today. You're going to go back to the IVF process. Mm, or are you just I, trying naturally? I should be. I'm trying naturally, but I think yeah. I I should make the call soon. Yeah, okay. to start the next round. Especially if you're gonna yeah. do next season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't make it if I'm doing IVF. You, it, how long does it take? A year? No, no, no. It takes a couple of months. Oh, yeah, three, four. But then you get pregnant. You got a nine months oh, of pregnancy. Oh, give birth. Oh, I miss the yeah, next but season. That's all, that doesn't. You know? That is not the priority. The priority is to have a baby, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Peter, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to ask my audience and listeners a question here. Um, and so as you guys know, I love asking you guys questions and we're going to ask you the question of the week. Peta is going to join us. The question of the week is what is your first memory as a kid? And do you think this actually shaped who you are today? Anyway, we want to hear from you guys. So email us at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at Burke in the game. Love you guys. Thank you, Peta. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Professional dancer Cheryl Burke has been part of Dancing with the Stars since the very beginning. 26 seasons of the Samba, the Rumba and the Cha-Cha. 24 partners, 6 finals and 2 Mirabal trophies. She knows all the secrets, the behind the scenes arguments and the affairs, the flings, the flirting and the fighting. Listen to Sex, Lies and Spray Tans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.